This is a Showbile podcast. Right, in episode 24 we go, and I got a feeling it's going to be a good one because good things come in 24s, just like a good old case of beer. So here we go, episode 2 for Ty Demera here, and uh, with the MLB wildcard series wrapping up there and the new postseason matchup set, we're going to talk about those today, and uh, we can't mention baseball right now without talking about the Blue Jays blowing that 8-1 lead, so we'll get into that too. And then also the NHL regular season has started, so... Another thing we'll look at there, and then we've got UFC picks, NFL picks, and I'm sure there's a couple more things we'll talk about as well as we get into it. But uh, we'll kick this thing off here by saying, what the heck happened with the Jays there? It was 8-1. to one. What's going on there, boys? What was that all about? Toronto sports or what? DK wants me to go first. It's Fuck. a tough one. It's a tough topic. I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know what to say realistically. Toronto curse? Me- yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> It just throws me right back to like the fucking every single year at the end of the Leaf season, man. Like, and then now we're getting it from two fucking teams. So just getting DP'd, if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> by uh, Toronto sports teams here. And yeah, not, it's not a like good the feeling. Jays though, right? Like usually it's just the Leafs that do that kind of shit. The fucking Jays, like what you got Springer running into the other guy there out in the outfield there, fucking concussion shit, to Springer. Yeah. I don't know if it was a concussion, but he. He definitely looked like he was. Uh, I don't know. I don't even there. know because this is what happens, right? They they do that shit, and then it's just like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not paying attention to baseball yep. at all. So I haven't even like seen any of the fucking. I think I heard John Schneider because it was on the radio, and I was driving home or something. I heard John Schneider on the post game, but then other than that, <laughs> I just completely tuned at the fucking Jays. I might just unfollow them on fucking socials for the <laughs> for the winner. Dude, that eight one loss. It was. It was almost just ridiculous the fact that it just kept getting worse i was at the bar i was at chucks i was watching it and it was like all of a sudden it was a five and then the collision happened and i texted you guys and i think we were on the same page too i'm like well the game's over now because i think when yeah. the collision happened it was like eight seven yeah. and they were just struggling blah 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 that no, the collision the bo- happened it, it tied the game right sorry you're right yes and uh it was just it's just i think being a toronto sports fan is the toughest gig in the world like I don't think there's a tougher gig in the world than being a Toronto sports fan I don't watch the Argonauts I don't watch the Toronto FC I bet you every single year their season ends in heartbreak like absolute <laughs> heart I could just put money on it because with the Leafs and now the Jays like that was that was Leafs versus Bruins but also worse because they had an 8-1 lead late in the game it was a bad decision to pull Kevin Gosman he was he's a veteran let him get out of his jam I understand the bases are loaded but you're gonna go to Tim Meza Who's far fucking was worse, brutal. obviously. Yeah. His yeah. his first pitch was right in the dirt. And that like that was after Gosman was doing great out there. And then uh it was just what I think he loaded the bases. I can't remember if Gosman had a few guys on base when he left, but that guy went in there, he threw one right in the dirt, and I was like, okay, this is not looking good. And then from that it was just not one hit after another. They should have walked the Santana guy there because he hit a dinger right off the bat. And then yeah, it was downhill from there. Players running into each other and shit. And I forget who I was talking to about this, but we were saying, like you mentioned, now being a Toronto sports fan's got to be one of the toughest gigs going. And uh, just comparing that to another sports team or fans that have tough luck is like the Detroit Lions. But with them, at least you kind of, they never do good. You can expect them to be shit. They don't give you that hope. Like with the Leafs and the Jays, they give you a little hope. They do great all year, get into the playoffs. And then it's just, you know, they might as well throw on the purple jerseys instead of the blue ones because they're choking out there all the time. Oh, you fucking... (laughs) 
that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Ty, I you don't, got, you're going crazy with like the fucking little jokes here, eh? Right off the saying, bat, the I don't, I, don't love the, I don't love that Lions comparison whatsoever. The Lions went fucking 0-16, and they've been notably a joke of an organization since they but fucking came into the league in the NFL. That's why it's fucking, probably worse to be a Toronto fan. No, at least you, you get, get some hope. fucking hope. You get some hope, though. Like That's, that's, all, you, worse, that's all you I can think, say. Though. They just let you Dude, down. They let you down. At least you know what to expect with the Lions. I think I was looking this up because I knew you were going to come at fucking somehow the fucking Leafs of the Jays. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators, I think, in the first 15 games two years ago had three wins, and I think last year they had two. Your season was over in fucking 15 games. That's no hope. That's worse correct. than what the Leafs That's and correct. the Jays have gone through, right? That's got to be worse. When 15 games in, you're like, I don't think I'm just so. watching we, the next 60 games for We know where we're at. We're going through the rebuild. We know what's going on. We knew what the fuck was happening. We're all on the same page. We didn't no, uh, just, expect to make playoffs, so it wasn't. We weren't getting there heartbroken like you guys do every single year. I'm just, I'm just hurt, so I'm lashing out. I'm hurt, so I'm fucking lashing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pass it off to somebody else because I'm telling you, being a fucking Toronto sports fan, whether it's the Leafs, the Jays, whatever, the Raptors, even last year, they were fucking looking good at home against Philly, and then just blew up in the third quarter and scored like two points. It was, and the game was over. It's fucking. It's just heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Something's got to break through here eventually, but I don't know if it's going to. Like, ima- imagine at the start of the season, the Jays across the board were World Series favorites with the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, right now, it's even just, the Leafs no, are, are Stanley Cup favorites or second right after Colorado goes Colorado Leafs, I think. Yeah, well, that's the Leafs better. Fucking hell, like, I wouldn't say that. But it was the bullpen, realistically, that let us down. Again, like, um, I mean, game one... It doesn't matter who you threw in there. We would have lost anyways. Like Castillo threw such a gem. Even though uh, Castillo was like throwing at guys, it seemed like almost, right? It seemed like there was like, yeah, I don't know. Springer got, Springer I took a fucking beating in those two games. But um, he, Manoa like gave up three runs that first game and, and it was looking shaky. But then he kind of he kind of locked in for like uh, the, the next five, four or five. And then um, it turned out to be like a fine start, but we just couldn't get anything going. So that game was a loss right from the beginning when Castillo was pitching the way he was. Game two was all the bullpen, and we got, it was good cap, realistically. Our trade deadline acquisitions, and then going into the end of the season, like, our bullpen was one of the best in the league, and then everyone was like, all right, we fixed the bullpen. Everyone thought Shapiro and Atkins are fucking uh, geniuses for their trade deadline moves, and then uh, it all comes tumbling apart in the in the playoffs when it really counts. It's like, oh, yeah, this is this is actually what our bullpen is like. You know what I mean? So yeah, like I said, it was realistically good cap. But and, and DK, I do think you make a good point in saying uh, comparing this to Sens fans. I would much rather, although the heartbreak hurts a lot, I would much rather watch with hope till the very end rather than like 15 games in. I'm just watching for even like for no real reason. Yeah, you're just watching for next year next at this year. point. You know what I mean? Like, and at this point, like I become fucking almost immune. Like. It doesn't really phase me anymore, the heartbreak. Like, I, obviously, I'm hurt, but it's like I get over it and I'm just like, accept <laughs> the way it is. That's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was a 12 year old watching that, fu- if I was 12 year old me watching that fucking Jays game, I'd probably be crying right after. You know what I mean? No, I feel like it's, I feel like it's worse now because like I'd no, plan my whole no. night around going out and watching a fucking Jays win. I go to the bar, I spend a, a fucking. <laughs> fortune on beers and shots during the game because it's going well and then and appetizers and shit like that and still break my heart i'd rather hey, well, be 12 buddy, like, you're oh, lucky we're gonna play wiffle ball <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky yeah i guess that's that's true but 
Uh, you're lucky you're at Chuck's though. You get half price apps after nine. Yep. <laughs> so, hey, you save some money, I guess. You probably yeah. play. If the Jays were losing that whole game, you probably would have spent the same amount of money at a more expensive restaurant. So, <laughs> at least there was some damage control under that one, eh? The half priced apps. You, what, was, what day was that? Was that a Saturday? Was there like some? Was, uh, was there like some pitcher fucking deals? Sometimes they got some good ones. No, we just we were we were pumping Ciroc shots. I think we got like three appetizers to the table, crushed them all, fucking just straight up, just big old pints, the Chuck size pints, the Roadhouse pints, and <laughs> just, just kept going. You know what I'm saying? It was the, a, the uh, thirty ounces. Yes, it was. It was a good time. So, so, uh, for my birthday a couple of weeks back, um, me and the girlfriend went to Chuck's. I got around like the end of the night. I was supposed to drive, like I drove there, but then fucking, I was like, oh, I wish I could get some beer, and then she's like, uh, oh. You can if you want. Like, I can drive if you really want to. It's your birthday. Go ahead, right? And she's paying. And we had a movie schedule. We already bought tickets for like at just after 10, like five, five after 10. And this was probably about quarter after nine. And then I was like, all right, well, I need the fucking guy to come over here. And I'm going to get a picture. And she's like, you're going to get a picture? And I was like, yeah, I could fucking do it easy. Right? <laughs> and that guy doesn't come over till like 925. I was like, uh, can I order a picture quick? We're not going to be here for a long. But, and he's like, you want to order like a picture? Uh, can I just see like both of your ID? My my girlfriend obviously is legal, but like fucking, she's like, oh no, it's just for him though. And he's like, oh, a picture just for you? And he's like, are you sure? Are you really sure? He's like, I don't want to like, I'm not underestimating your drinking capabilities, but like that's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I'm like, dude, I know what I'm talking about, man. Like I've done this before. And then I was, I don't know why I thought I could do it. And then he finally like talked me into just getting the 30. I got the 30 answer and like didn't even get like, three quarters through it so it was a fucking okay. <laughs> it was a good if i if i would have got the picture i would have wouldn't have even got halfway through the veteran plays go to buffalo wild wings uh get two pounds of wings two different flavors ask for a pitcher and they they always give you a, like trouble when you're trying to order a pitcher just for yourself and you say just bring two glasses out she'll have one at least and then you just fill up both glasses and then you just <laughs> Dummy, oh dude, you just dummy a pitcher and a fucking like pound of wings. Take a pound of wings home, and you're just got the perfect buzz on. Where as soon as you get home, you're like, yeah, I could eat the second half. <laughs> you just dummy yeah. another pound. That's a vet Easy. move. That's a vet move. That is a vet move. Unfortunately, I only had like tw- less than twenty minutes to like kill this fucking yep. thirty ouncer, and I almost got myself into a pitcher. That would have been um, <laughs> egregious. Yeah. It's a birthday. You got a full set. Come on now. Buddy, I had just dummied like two fucking plates of spin dip. They brought the first one out and it was probably like a millimeter, <laughs> millimeter no room deep. Left. Then my, my girlfriend obviously is an angel, but she fucking goes like full care and not full care. And that's a lie. But she's like, uh, there's like nothing in there. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go get more. And then so now they like had to like fucking make up for it. And they put like a huge fucking mountain of fucking spin dip. And it wasn't even that good, but I was still just dummying it. Then this is before I even got my like fucking meal. And then I get my meal. And then, so I was already full to like the top. And then I was like, uh, and then I got in my own head and convinced myself that I could dummy a pitcher. And then got talked into the 30 answer. And I was like, wow, this guy was right. I shouldn't have even got the 30 answer, realistically. <laughs> Good save on the uh, the full care in there, Stu. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully she's not listening. You're going to get a slap next she time. Does she does sometimes. Full care, huh? Full care. <laughs> she does sometimes. What was, the one, what was the one time, like a few, <laughs> yeah, a few fucking. Not a few episodes. It was like hella episodes now, but fucking. Oh, I was telling you boys I was late for Valentine's Day. And then we, and then when I got to her place for Valentine's Day, I recorded the pod. I was like, 
Sorry, Lauren. Like as soon as I got in, I was like four hours late. And then I was like, I got to record the pod with the boys. Like we need to record. It's the only day we can do it. And then she's like, yep, go use my shoes. Pissed. Right. And then, uh, and then I was telling you boys like the, the episode after, and then, uh, Ty was sitting there like, uh, well, is she good? Like, she's all good. Like, you guys are good now. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's good to hear, man. Keep her happy or some shit. And then she listened to that episode. And then she's like, I like Ty. I like Ty. Ty's my favorite. Ty's <laughs> out of all your that's friends, true. Ty's my favorite. And I'm like, you don't it's even like- know the guy. You never even <laughs> talked to the guy. Meanwhile, during that pod, I'm like, just tell her you'll fucking pay her once we start getting paid. She's yeah. like, I yeah. fucking hate that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but that's funny. <laughs> All right, on. Um, we got a lot to get into today, so I mean, we got to get uh, into the other series we haven't mentioned yet. There, yeah, that, sorry that, for that slowing us down, up. boys. Got on a tangent. Now I just no, interrupted and I'm I mean, slowing us down even more. It, oh, it's, it, as we're recording this pod, it's Friday crazy night. So, I mean, I got no place to be. I'm settling in here to get into the rest of the topics here. And and uh, the next one on the list here is just going over the other series that wrapped up. So we went through the Blue Jays there. Uh, actually, I got to ask there, DK, did you have those sense stats ready to go for me there? I think. I knew as soon as the Blue Jays gave me some heartbreak, you were going to tie it into the Leafs, and I had those sense stats ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you're holding on to them for I mean, a week. You're like, you, you ripped them pretty quick. They're like, well, last year they were 3-15 to start the season. <laughs> the fuck and this, that. Holy shit, I didn't even know yeah, that, I'm, dude. I'm a sense fan. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, uh, you should jump the bandwagon if you already know that much about the sense. I mean, he was on a on vengeance board, mission before you even like committed a crime eh? like as soon as they as soon as they lost like all right well next pod this is gonna happen it was like yeah it was like he's at chucks like looking at the sends like fucking like record and shit (laughs) look at the sends like game by game like (laughs) results i knew it two years back when we we get into hockey we'll we'll talk more about this because uh big game this saturday but i'll save that for uh when we get to it and we'll uh we'll stick with baseball for right now we'll recap these other series and um, how about we start with the the Rays and Guardians? That was the one that we uh, we all collaboratively agreed that the Guardians were going to win or predicted that, and they they won two uh, zero in the I guess you call that a sweep when it's a fucking yeah. uh, wild card, yeah. So a wild card did, sweep, right? sweep, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that series. No, it went exactly how we thought it was going to go. Couple couple dominant pitching performances from the uh, Cleveland team. They had better at, they had better batters like like we said a lot of the good lineups were going to win the uh, uh good batting lineups were going to win the wild card series and I think that kind of came to fruition. Well, minus the Jays. Yeah, but the Mariners were Mariners honestly like and I don't need to pump my own tires before we even started and we were talking about dark horse teams. I said the Mariners. I was like the Mariners are way better than people give them credit for. Like yeah, but it's better. their it's their pitching though. It's not their there's not their lineup. Like they have Rodriguez and then and then like I mean Santana had a good series, but like really it's a 21 year old kid or however old he is. Fucking that's like the star of their lineup. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not they, better than the Jays at the, at the like it's not a bad lineup. I'm just saying that the better lineup lost that series. Yes, but like also like people don't like. Ty France is good. Suarez is good. good. Raleigh's good. Hanniger's good. Carlos Santana's good. And that's their first yep. that's their first five. If you add in if you add in Julio Rodriguez, like they got a good like people just sleep on it. They're like, oh, they have Julio Rodriguez. Like, no, they have a, a very good pitching staff, especially since they added uh, Luis Castillo. 
And then they had a good, they have, they have five, six good batters deep and that's tough to get out. Especially, I don't think the Jays were going to win game three. I said that from the top. I said, this goes to game three, the Jays lose. Cause whether you throw out Stripling or Barrios, it's just not going to be the same as facing Logan Gilbert against that lineup. So I was scared if it, even, even if the Jays won and it went to game three, I still think the Jays would have lost, but Seattle's not getting enough credit. They were my dark horse, but they're running into probably the second best team in all of baseball in this next series. And they're just not going to get through. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to get into those next series after uh, we go through the the other two there that wrap Sorry, up yeah, the Mets and back. Padres. No, that's all good. We're going to get to that uh, in just a few minutes here, but uh, the, uh, the Mets and Padres series there, I think some of us had the Mets as kind of a, like a dark horse to go win the world series, but uh, the Padres came out on top and uh, bye-bye to the Mets. They're no longer in the, uh, the postseason. What'd you guys think of that series? Yeah, that one, that one was weird, but I'm not like necessarily disappointed. Although I did say Mets because I do like the Padres. Like I'm, I'm a fan of both those teams. So um, yeah, that was, that was a good series. I mean, like uh, I just didn't see Scherzer losing that game. Like he's usually a good playoff performer and then he just didn't have a great, great start. Like to DeGrom was great in his start, right? So. I thought DeGrom got pulled somewhat early as well, didn't he? De- um, I, thought De- I thought DeGrom got pulled after like four or like five innings. Like I, I thought both those guys would go, like you said, I thought both those guys would go seven and allow one run. I think Scherzer got lit up, and then I think DeGrom was in trouble in like the fifth inning and got pulled. No, DeGrom went six full. Oh, gave up five fault. hits, my two fault. earned runs in that game. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was like, a good the, series the though, right? Like get. Game yeah, one was three, uh, so. seven to one, I think. So it was like a blowout for the Padres, and then the second game was a blowout for the Mets. They won seven to three, and then the uh, the final game another blowout, six nothing. It was just back and forth. I would have liked to see that go to game seven, kind of thing, you know. But it is what it is. Well, dude, the Mets I, are out. We we gassed up the the Mets pitching so much, and, and, which is fair. But when you go three deep, like the the Padres actually match up pretty well with the with the fucking Mets because they went Musgrove in. Yeah. in in game three and and that's definitely i mean he's a better pitcher than uh who do they play bassett yeah they went bassett instead of uh carrasco yeah so i i i like musgrove any day over bassett musgrove is probably the third best pitcher in that series yep. behind scherzer and, and yep. uh and DeGrom. DeGrom. and they had him going fucking game three so um uh, so it worked yeah, out fine for them so like they were able to get to sh- they just need i guess they probably went in the series knowing that they needed to get they needed to get to one of these guys and they put seven on the board like all those runs in that seven one game or whatever it was seven zip or whatever the fuck it was were uh scherzer's earned runs yep so yeah i'm curious what you guys will think about uh the padres going up against the dodgers there too but uh, one more series to get into before we get to that and uh that was the cardinals series and i'm not yeah, too happy sorry, about man. that one that they looked great for uh, game one there until the ninth inning, and then they blew their 2 nothing lead. And uh, disappointing, because I would have loved to see them keep going, especially for guys like Pujols and Molina for the for their last season. But uh, even with that said, I hope they have a, an awesome retirement, and it'd be awesome to see them come back with a team, whether it be you know a coach or a trainer or whatever role they have to you know take over. It'd be awesome to see them back with the team, because they're super loved there. But uh, yeah, uh, any thoughts on uh, the Cardinals series there before we move on to you know, the, the current matchups. I thought that was a coin flip. Oh, sorry, Stu, go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. You thought that was a coin flip and you're, yeah. you turned out to be right. Like, I mean, fucking, it, it was the pitching that ended up winning the, the series. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Nola went in game two and just threw a gem yep. realistically. And, uh, the Cardinals couldn't close out like both. Actually, I think Wheeler had a really good start in game one, didn't he? 
too for, both, for, for yeah. the Phillies. So and, they got, and I'm pretty sure the Phillies put up like six runs in the eighth or the ninth there. Like it was it, the Phillies lineup. If it gets hot, it's scary, man. It's scary. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So they, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I thought the fucking Cardinals pitching could compete. And realistically, they didn't. I mean, they got good starts too, right? But yep. fucking, um, they just couldn't get the fucking offense going. They couldn't get the bats, the bats heated up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, was no yeah. match. Good call. Good I think call, I told. Dylan. I think I told people to bet the farm on the Cardinals too. So hopefully they didn't listen <laughs> to me. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you probably it's like all in pools going all the way. It was like one of those crypto like pump and dump scams where you like all, you gassed <laughs> it up like one week and then the next week you're like, I you hope you none of you guys all, actually yeah. bought yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's you guys are idiots if you fucking right bought now. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, yeah, that's the my Cardinals bad for that call, but betting with my heart on that one. Yeah, yeah, well, and and the thing is, is like I said, the the value was on the Phillies. Like it was a coin flip series. I'll never sit here and say if you bet the Cardinals, it was wrong. But people underestimate how big of a franchise the Cardinals are and how many fans they have. And it's similar yeah. to the Leafs. Like like Ty just said, the Leafs are the Leafs are the second favorite to win the cup, and that's just preying on Leafs Nation because they know how yeah. many bets are going to come in to win. Same with the Cardinals in baseball. Like they were just betting the Cardinals to win the series. So that's why Phillies were the favorite. The values, the value was on the Phillies, but also the like Cardinals I said, it was a favorite, coin flip. Right? You mean the Cardinals? Yeah, Cardinals, yeah, yeah, so. Cardinals were the favorite and that's because all the money was going to come in on them. But like, yeah, the Phillies for sure, the value was on them, but it was a coin flip. It could have went either way. Phillies pull through and they're actually, the Phillies are up right now. I don't know if we want to get into this series to start off tie, but the Phillies are up right now. 6-1 on the Braves, um, about to tie this series up, I believe. Yeah, no, that'd be a good transition right into, uh, you know, the uh, the current postseason matchups. And we'll do the same thing we did last week where I'll, I'll mention the, the matchup names here, and then uh, you guys tell me who you think's going to win, and you can add any uh, thoughts as to why or whatnot uh, as we go along here. But matchup one, as you said there, the Braves versus the Phillies. I think you said the Phillies were up there? Yeah, the Phillies are up 6-1 right now in the game that's going on. And the series is yeah, tied 1-1, so, one, one, so it, yeah. Yeah, so predictions on that final outcome of the of that series. It's going to be a little easier this time around, I think, because there's already been a few games played. But uh, yeah, thoughts on the Braves versus Phillies, boys? That that's a best of five. Yeah, hang on, yes. everything before the that's World how it Series. Works. Best of five, right? So uh, I don't know, man. They're they're six, eh? Fucking Spencer Strider starting too. He's like been one of their best guys lately. He's going up against yeah, Nola though. The the yeah the Rays. Or sorry, the Braves look fucking disgust. Like they have a disgusting lineup too. Like I don't know. That one's like reminds me of kind of like the the last series. Like Philly probably has the edge in in the starting rotation. You you could probably we could all probably agree. Betting the farm on the Braves. Fuck the Phillies. They beat out the Cardinals. Betting the fucking farm and the cows and the chickens. Let's go. Not actually <laughs> though. I'm just doing what I did last week. <laughs> Philly fans are scumbags, except for Eagles fans. Sorry, Stu. Max Fried, Kyle Strider. Wright, and Spencer Strider, right? So, like, those are the three guys. I mean, I'd still say I like fit like Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola right off the top better than what the Braves have to offer. But like the Braves, it's you can't really count them out. I like their like their lineup so good. But then the Phillies also have a good lineup. It reminds me almost exactly of like the Cardinal series. So, um, I guess I'll go Phillies though because I was wrong the last one. So I got to go Phillies this one. They're going to be up, assuming like they hold on to this lead in this game. They're going to be up fucking 2-1 in the series. So maybe it's a cheap pick, but yeah, Phillies. 
I, I'm also going to go the Phillies here. Do I love the Braves? Yes. I think they that roster and that lineup is gross. It's proven that it can win. Um, they've won a World Series with that almost exact lineup other than adding a few pieces at the deadline this year. But the Phillies, like they put up six runs in the third inning again today. Like they just, when they, when those bats get hot, man, and then say it's at the fucking bottom of the lineup and Gene Segura or Stott gets a hit and all of a sudden you got to go through Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos. Like that is unbelievably hard to get people out. Like those guys are, are, are some of the most power hitters or the best hitters. If we're talking about Bryce Harper, like pure hitters in baseball right now, like JT Real Muto is probably one of the better hitting catchers in the league. Bryce Harper, yeah. probably one of the better hitting uh, people in the league. Castellanos hits for a great average every single year since he's been in the league. Reese Hoskins, crazy power. Kyle Schwarber, crazy power. It's just, they have a, a real thing of if they go cold, you're going to get, you're going to see a game where the Phillies strike out 14 times. But if they get hot, you're going to see a game where the Phillies put up 14 runs. Like it's so, it's just weird. And like you say, their pitching is very good. I'm going to go the Phillies in that series. It's 1 1 right now. They're about to take a 2 1 lead in the series if they can hold off and win today. Um, it's in the middle of the sixth inning. But yeah, I'm going to go the Phillies to take that series. Phillies dark horse for the World Series. <laughs> Sounds possibly, like it. Sounds like the possibly. way it's going, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if they, they the get Phillies, past the Braves, might have, oh, fuck, <laughs> Phillies, man. Fucking. What did DK say? <laughs> Bro, I've never seen one, a guy fall Philly for a team so coming. fucking fast, man. Like, Ty. Pretty easy when you got guys in Molina, Pools, fucking Miles, Molina's Michael. Molina's Pools washed. You're fucked, man. You're fucked. Pools is getting legends. fucking legends. They were just tossing how many muffin to the guy for the hold. last fucking month of the season, <laughs> trying to get him to seven hundred. That's why I said take they're gonna off, get. He's gonna get. Two, <laughs> he's gonna get two in one game to get seven hundred. And I said, I said, uh, watch him do tonight. Seven hundred home runs. What they do? Fucking washed. They're just throwing the fucking washed. frisbees <laughs> at him. Oh my I'm just God. kidding. I'm just yeah, messing well. with you, Ty. It's just funny because you said I was bet with my heart on that one and like fucking. A, a Buddy, month I bought ago. a Pujols jersey. I know that's series. what I'm saying. Like you've gone full, like full blown, like diehard fan in like one month. It's crazy to see, and I love it. That's because they fucking hit like every bat I placed on them for the first like month. Or two <laughs> that's all it takes. Them, that's all it takes. Yeah. A team, uh, you, you hit a lot of bets on a team, and all of a sudden they're unbelievably great. They're your favorite <laughs> team. Yeah. Well, that that even leads us into the next matchup here because there's another team I was betting on, and that was like Dodgers to win and Mookie Betts to get a hit, and fucking we'll move right on to that series: Dodgers versus Padres. Who you got? I don't really like the Dodgers uh, at all. I mean, they're winning the World Series. They probably will, but Dodgers versus the, Astros. Yeah, that's my that's, prediction. That's my play. That's my play, and then the Astros win it. But Dodgers win it for me. Do- I'm going Dodgers. Yeah, I'll bet against you. If DK, if it if it comes down to that final, we'll we'll put some money down, like twenty dollar bet or something. You know, just Deal. some pizza money or whatever. All right, yep. let's get it. Stu, sorry I cut you off, though. You had some thoughts on that. No, it's all good. I agree with you guys. I was going to say Padres just to fuck with everyone, but <laughs> I think, like, it's hard to bet against the Dodgers. But, like, I don't know. The Dodgers fucking, it's like, I hate their manager. Um, <laughs> I, that's pretty well the extent of it, realistically. The guy took out fucking Kershaw. I remember we talked about that. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Game one. And then they've been the best team for, like, the fucking... Uh, last like five years and it's kind of fucking annoying so i hear fucking the dodgers praise daily day in day out and every time there's a fucking big they're nasty. On the, 
big big name on the trade market. It's always like, all right, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. We were supposed to get Freeman. Freeman went to the Dodgers. Yeah, I have something against That's the sick. Dodgers, but so go Padres. Okay, so we know for this next matchup here, we'll move right into it here. We know DK's got the Astros because he's got them winning the World yep. Series, but uh, they're playing the Mariners currently. Um, we know DK, DK's got who you got, Stu? Well, the only team I hate more than the Dodgers is the <laughs> Astros. <laughs> so, Great. In that case, I'm not afraid to bet against, or not bet against them, but not afraid to go against them. Fuck the Astros. I don't give a fuck if they're up 2 nothing. Go Mariners. Even um, though the Mariners just ro- fucking rinsed Yeah, I was going to say, did, did, you don't hate the Mariners more? No, I actually like the Mariners. Congrats to the Mariners because, dude, they hadn't made a playoffs for fucking, for like 20 years, man. Like, And I like their and I like their guys, even though they're throwing at fucking Springer a little bit. But I'm a big Rodriguez fan. I think he'll be a fucking stud in this league for so long. Obviously, he already is. But fucking, uh, he's fun to watch and he seems like a sick personality. And just a storyline is a, it's a good narrative to follow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't think anybody in like outside of Jays fans was cheering for the Jays in that series. You know what I mean? Everyone wanted the yeah. Mariners to win because it's like the fucking Cinderella Robert. story. So, uh, yeah, go Mariners. And it could have been like fucking the Yankees playing the fucking Astros at this point. You know what I'm saying? Still, fuck the Astros. Uh, but realistically, yeah, they'll probably win. They'll probably be fucking Astros, Dodgers, World Series. Yeah. Well, DK, I didn't get your thoughts as to why you're going Astros. We just know you're going Astros. Maybe you can uh, give us some insight as to why. I think. I think there's there's part of it where it's like it's the Astros revenge tour where like people still yeah. kind of give them shit for cheating. Um and I think like the two Stewie best Jay teams over here. Yeah, I was going to say Jay which it, no, but it's fair. Than any team in the league. Yeah, it's no, fair. you're right, you're right. But then also like I think the two best teams in baseball are the Dodger, Dodgers and the Astros. And like in I yeah. just think they're both going to get they have great starting rotations. They got great bullpens. They got a great lineup that can hit and they're both like pretty much proven in the playoffs. Like I just I don't think the Mariners have what it takes to upset the Astros. Um, and yeah, I just think it's going to end up being Astros Dodgers. And I'm, I'm honestly, if, the, if those are the two teams in the finals, like I probably won't watch until a fucking deciding game. Like I just don't give a fuck about either team. Like yeah. I don't care about the Dodgers. I don't care about the Astros. The only guy I like on both teams really like, like really like is Justin Verlander. Um, and that's, yeah. that's about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on to our last series here, um, Stewie J was mentioning there earlier how I uh, got into baseball only like really a few months ago when I started gambling on it. <laughs> and uh, so I'll bring up the team here that I put $5 down on to win the World Series when I first started watching baseball here. That was the Yankees. I don't know if that's uh, you know ever going to come to fruition. I'm definitely leaning towards the Dodgers at this point after watching baseball for a few months now. But I have 5 bucks on the Yankees, which pays out to be like, you know, something nice because it was uh, when the regular season was still going and they weren't the heavy favorites or nothing like that. But they're playing the Guardians. How do you guys see that series going? I'm going Yankees. I'm going Guardians. I'm going Guardians before Stu jumps in. I, I have a, a rule just like betting fucking 40-year-olds in UFC. I can't bring myself to do it. I don't bet on the Red Sox. I don't bet on the Yankees to win fucking ball games and win playoff series. Fuck them both. <laughs> um, it, the Jays have been getting fucked by the Red Sox and Yankees in their division but for my whole life. So fuck them both. I don't like either. I don't like either of the teams. So those so. are your hatred teams. I like I like the Red Sox because I like Boston. Boston seems like such a sweet city to be like a sports fan. Everyone kind of is a family. But uh, yeah, the They're Yankees all scumbags like Philly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yankees. Body, Yan- go Eagles. Yeah. The Yankees get saved for me by their fucking history. You know what I'm saying? Like they've got all the goats. Not all the goats, obviously, but a lot of the greats at one point played for the Yankees. 
or were great as a Yankee. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fuck the Yankees. I had like are probably I have a hatred. Not a hatred. I don't actually hate any team minus the Astros. Uh, but there's like a few teams I don't, like. I can't stand the Rays just because like there's just stupid reasons. Like the fucking Tropicana Field is just ugly to watch. So I fucking ugly to watch a game at and just ugly in general. So I hate. Don't like the Rays. Yankees. I'm. Uh, it's impossible to like because I'm a Jays fan. Then fucking Astros uh, because they're cheaters and the Dodgers. <laughs> Because uh, they're good, pretty much, is what it checks up to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's fucking, that's kind of how it is. So, I'll also go Guardians. That's a 1-1 series. So, Cleveland won today. So, yep. um, I don't think the Guardians are, like, mega underdogs. Like, No. So I don't think the Yankees are as good as people think. Like, yeah, like, their they're pitching rotation. Nestor Cortez was a great story with his weird mustache and his weird fucking pitching delivery and shit throughout the year. But, like... Nasty after, Nestor or Nestor the say, Molester or whatever. After, after Garrett Cole, it really fucking drops off. Fuck it Garrett really Cole. does drop off. Garrett Cole is probably my lead... Oh, my God. Now I'm just going through who I hate. Sorry. Yeah, Stu, you're just full of hate, man. What the hell, dude? Full well, hate on a Friday night, dude. What's up? Other than that, other than that, it's fucking it's mostly love around the league. <laughs> <laughs> Just except for the fucking who was it? The Dodgers, the Astros, Garrett Cole, and yeah, uh, the Dodgers. Nobody DK actually Philly fans there. <laughs> nobody anymore that actually lives in LA even gives a fuck about the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? No. All the true baseball fans like fucking are too old to go to the games now. You know what I'm saying? All the fucking I don't guys know about that, LA. dude. They fucking sell that place out, man. Yeah, because they they're good. Like obviously. The Dodgers are like a fake crowd. I want to see what happens if they were to be like the a bottom feeder. Yeah, I haven't seen that in years. Sure so. To see if they if they're still selling out, but uh, doesn't look like they're going to be in that position anytime. Everyone just booed the Angels, would... assuming the Angels got good. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is in LA now. Shohei Otani, right? He fucking he's well, a he's not going to be Jersey there for long. Not, I was just saying if if it was to flip if it was to flip sides. I mean the the Angels will fucking yeah, yeah. never be good. It seems like so. <laughs> Say fuck the Angels. Well, that's. Most- a relevant team in baseball, one of them. <laughs> well, uh, Trout and Otani are the only things that make them relevant. Anyways, fucking it up in baseball, yeah. bro. Yeah. I haven't even been like, I haven't really even been dialed into these series, man. Like, it's it's also tough to watch baseball for like a team, for like an, an American team, for example, that you're not a fan of because like the games are slow. So you almost have to yep. be a fucking fan of a team. Like, obviously, I like baseball, but like, I, I get when people say fucking baseball's boring because they don't really like they must not have like a favorite team and then they just try and watch it neutrally yeah that was it can me be for years right yeah exactly until i started gambling on the cardinals they all, yeah so that's what that's Anyways. what this is our advice to any like people that uh are baseball haters and say it's the most boring thing to watch start gambling on it <laughs> yeah, just, yeah start exactly, gambling on exactly. it it'll be fun then put your fucking taylor picks dude, taylor, taylor picks Taylor picks yeah, code nuts butt stamp code nuts. Fuck yeah! <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the uh, the Leafs there a couple times, Stu and uh, Marner and Matthews and all that. So, uh, what'd you think of that season opener against the Habs or that uh, game against the Caps there? Uh, I guess that would have been last night. Yeah. Last so the, so we're officially into hockey now. Yep. All right. Let me rant real quick. Justin Hall and Jake Muzzin should never be on the ice together ever. <laughs> I don't know why they're a pairing together, but all game, first game, it seemed like every time they touched the ice, there was a scoring chance in our end. I just saw bad decision after bad decision. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or missed pass or just like a fuck up. Like every single time they were on the ice from either one of them, sometimes both of them on the same shift. And then 
when we tie the game, we're lucky to even have tied the game. It looked like it could have even been an offside, the Nylander goal with a couple minutes left. There's a tie game, and with a minute left in the goddamn thing, fucking Sheldon Keefe Bowles throws out fucking... <laughs> throws out fucking Hall and Muzzin with a minute left to close out the game. Like, it was just a brutal coaching decision. And then what do you know? I think Hall made, like, a stupid pinch or a stupid play at the blue line. Uh... To, like trying to hold the line and it caused like a rush the other way. Now they're down in our end, a couple like bad plays, bad positioning. And then a rebound comes out to fucking Muzzin and he makes the best pass he'll make all season yep. right to a fucking hab. And then of course it's Josh Anderson to fucking seal the deal or fucking nemesis, man. Like, yeah. It was, um, not it was f- the most Leafs way to lose. It was the most yeah. Leafs way to lose. You, you know, you let off a goal with two minutes and 30 seconds left, and then you fucking tie it with a minute 30, and you're thinking, okay, that's fine. We'll get into overtime. We're the, we're the better team. We've dominated all third period, and then a stupid mistake loses the game. And it's like, yeah, that's typical Leafs fucking fashion yeah. right there to start the season. I think I sent out a tweet that said, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not ready to get hurt again. But, like, <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> tough. But then they came out against Washington and like last night, um, I didn't love the, I didn't love that game though from them. I I thought that they played great. I thought their power really? play. Yeah, I thought their first power play goal was maybe the best power play I've ever seen from the Leafs. Like they were snapping oh, it around. They had know, five that, shots. They good. scored. I, Dude, it was it was, it was they, maybe the best power play shift I've ever seen from the Leafs. Yeah, but they go they go they go into the intermission down two one though, right? Yeah, but that's but also like the one thing that we got to understand here, it is game one and two of 82 they're gonna yeah. win fucking 55 games and make the playoffs they are like they're they're going oh. to right the only thing that i would say is is a little we'll bit see, of a right? <laughs> the only thing well no I, their their roster and everything is way too good to to not make no, the playoffs. I, know, I know i know um but no the only thing that i'd be sh- i i have a question of for you Stu, is uh i didn't think that he was at fault for three of the four goals, but what did you think of Matt Murray in his debut letting in four goals well, on 23 shots? That just fucking added it, added to the fucking disappointment because I have Murray on both my fucking fantasy teams and they put a four spot on the guy in an L and it doesn't look good. It doesn't help my fucking fantasy squad, although I still think I'm winning in both leagues because I am the GOAT at fantasy hockey. Um, I didn't like... I didn't really like. I didn't really mind his fucking start. Like, no, I there didn't wasn't either. a goal I he that played str- better than his stat line. Yeah, there wasn't a goal that like struck me as like especially bad. Like the Caulfield, uh, the Caulfield goal. one from the wing was like a yep. was like maybe like bad positioning. But it was at the end of the day, it was a great shot. Um, but that was the worst. That was definitely not a good goal. Like it is definitely not a goal that uh, you'd say, oh, Murray had no chance. Can't blame him. Can't blame him at all. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. it's zero percent on murray that was like a had like yes take the blame a little bit for that one but i don't think it was a necessarily like brutal goal um there's like quite a few like i don't know it's a stoppable shot is all but uh it probably would have gone in uh a fair amount of times anyways on anyone around the league um except for igor shesterkin rangers are a wagon um <laughs> but yeah uh i don't mind murray i hope he gets more starts uh I hope like Samsonov doesn't take the job right out of the gates just for the sake of my fantasy team. But uh, uh, I did like Samsonov a little bit better though last night. Yeah, he he was pretty good. The one thing I will say is that I hope that it's not like a known thing where it's like, oh, Murray's the Murray's the starter. Saturday, you play two games. You, you, like they should have went to the goalies at the start of the season and said, the net's wide open for fucking someone to take it. 
we're riding the hot hand. I think it but is. The fact, that, the fact that Murray lost on uh, on Wednesday there and then Samson off one on Thursday, put fucking Samson off back in on Saturday against the Sens. Put him back in. If you win, you're in. That's just how it should be. You're both going to play fucking, what, 40, 41 games anyways? That's probably how it's going to be. You're gonna One's going to play 50 and one's going to play 32. That's how it's going to be. So it's like, yeah. might as well, whoever wins, put them back in. Who gives a fuck? Um, well, I think Murray will be against the Sens just because it's his former team. Like, similarly, they put Samsonov in against Washington last night. True. It was also a back-to-back, so it would have been Murray. Is he? the score app says Samsonov's expected. So maybe yeah, they're but, doing I mean, exactly what it is. That's not accurate. Yeah. They should. Yeah, that's what I would do. Like, I would do exactly what Dylan said. Like you yeah. got. The I don't guy think they will. The is you all got I'm the saying. guy that got the loss. Go with the guy that got the win, and then if he loses, then play the other guy. Even if he wins, maybe play the other guy and see who gets the win. If he loses again, then you're you're already leaning towards who your number one guy is. You're already starting to figure it out. Yeah, no, there you I go. just feel like that's what ride I do. the hot, ride the hot hand. It shouldn't matter that you're paying fucking Murray four point two or four point seven or whatever the fuck we're paying him for the next two years. Shouldn't matter. Ride the hot hand. They're both good. They're both. Not good, but like they're both decent goalies. Samsonov probably has more potential than Murray does. Ride the hot hand. Who cares? Like yeah. it, it really it does not matter. Um, I had a question just going from the Leafs to the Sens. I thought all preseason when we were talking about the Sens, uh, the big thing about Jimmy Stew that Ty said is he's always oh, playing with DeBrinket and Giroux. He wasn't. He was on that second line with Kachuk and Batherson. Was that shocking to you, yeah. Ty? Or did you did you kind of know that? Yeah, going actually in, was. Or? No, it was a big surprise because all preseason long they were playing uh, this the same lines, and then the uh, opening night they had I think it was Drew at center to bring it on one wing, and then Norris on the other wing. And usually it's not like that. Usually you got the Chuck Norris line, Brady Kachuk, Norris, and uh, Batherson. That's usually their first line. The second would have been Jimmy Stu, Drew, and uh, to bring it. But yeah, DJ Smith's shifting it around. I like to see that though. You got options out there. You get one line that's cold. You switch it up a little bit. I love to see that, but uh, either way, fucking whoever Timmy Stu's playing with on that top six, he's going to be playing with great players, and uh, I still believe that he's going to have a great season. We had one game, didn't go our way. It was kind of a Craig Anderson show for that game, man. Absolute Craig Anderson show. He's doing flying poke checks at people. He's doing stacking the pads. Like He stopped maybe four breakaways, and uh, he's a Sands legend, so I don't mind seeing him doing well at 41 years old in Buffalo. I hope he's their starter there all year long, and he has a great season if this is his last one. But I can't wait to kick the Leafs' ass on Saturday, baby. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Yo, what do you boys think? I know what Ty's going to say, but what do you boys think fucking of the Stutzel contract in hindsight um, now that Barzell got signed for a similar deal? I still love it. I don't think Stutzel is Barzell. I don't think he will be though. He might even be better. I think I I still be better in the long run. I think I know he signed like, what was it? An eight year deal or seven year deal? Stutzel did. Um, I I still think you got to wait till year three to decide. You just got to wait till he does something to prove, to prove he's going to get, he's going to be that guy. Like Barzell (laughs) didn't have a good season last year. Like Barzell really did. Yeah. But you know, but we know Barzell could, could, is a point per game guy, like depending on your system. Right. Like, he scored, like, what, like, 85 points that one season as a fucking, like, 20-year-old. I know, but you know that's, what what, I mean? like, that's what I'm saying. Jimmy Stu scored, what, 55 and 60-something as a as a 19-year-old or 20-year-old last year? Like, he, he, it could be, like, the yeah. they could be the exact same player. Yeah. I just mean, like, right now, though. Um, yeah, I think right now it's, uh, it doesn't definitely make better me player. feel... I wouldn't say that, but I don't feel any different right about now? this contract. Even with... Dude, yeah, no, Barzell's coming that, off... No. 
Barzell's coming off uh, 60 points in 68, 45 in 55, and 59 in 73. Like, Barzell's not... Barzell's not that. You just dropped him, bro. It's because you just dropped. I, bro, I want. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I just see how you fucking drop him in fantasy. That was pretty funny for Jake Muzzin or something. <laughs> oh, it helps him more with categories. I have so, too many centers. So maybe you weren't the right guy to ask. But I think, like, uh, if you ask like an Islanders fan, I think they still fucking think Barzell is probably like a top twenty. Well, you're league. asking a Sens fan, and then if you're asking an Islanders no, fan, yeah, you're I know, know exactly. The fucking so, <laughs> what I'm saying Might though, ask is, a Leafs fan, and then DK said he thinks it's pretty even, and you say, oh, well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying that the, the truth has to be somewhere in the middle, Fuck though, is what I'm saying. Are. No, I think yeah. DK said DK's right in the middle there too. I think they're the same player. DK's right, bang on. I understand what you're saying that he had 85 points in 82 games. That was five years ago. Yeah, but five years ago, he hasn't scored 20 goals since then. He's his highest goal total in the league is 22, 18, 19. But what do you think he does this year? I think he has. I think I don't. He's still their top scorer every year, and and the Islanders have been a good team when he's fucking. Stutzel will outscore him this year. How about hot take? Stutzel outscore. That's not what I'm saying. Gets more points than Barzell. Barzal when Barzal is still their top point per game guy though pretty well every single year even when they were a good team even when he was putting those like what you would call lackluster numbers it's just the way the Islanders were coached man like I think they're not like a f- fucking free flowing offense like kind of like Ottawa was you know what but, the Islanders are about they scored like two goals a game and still won like fifty I know and like, he's not the top goal scorer on that team like not goal scorer league. obviously. Yeah, but Anders, they're the Anders same Lee line. Has the exact, He's exact same you think, of points. You think Anders Lee is doing that without Barzal, though? Anders Lee can fucking skates like two miles an hour. I see. That's what I'm saying. I think I think maybe I'm undervaluing Barzell, but I think you're heavily overvaluing. I'm not heavily overvaluing, but I'm just saying you could I think especially now that scoring's gone up, there's no way you could say that if Barzal wasn't uh in like a first line position on a on a different team. Or even a second line position on a good team like fucking Colorado or something, or, or or in Tampa, that he wouldn't be almost, almost or above a point per game player. Okay, but that's like, <laughs> that's like saying if you put Jimmy Stew on the first line of the fucking Leafs and let him play. With no, Matthews that's what I'm Martin, saying. He's he gonna score. He's gonna score 150. Okay, points. yeah, with Matthews and Marner, but I'm saying well, like centering Calgary his own line. Tampa, that's fucking McKinnon and 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 Barzell, and then it, on Tampa, it's Stamkos and Kucherov. You put anybody on second those line, lines, dude. Second line spits specifically on Colorado and Tampa. If he was a second line guy, he's not playing that. That first line in Tampa is Stamkos, Kucherov, point. He'd scoring has gone up every year, fucking... and Matthew Barzell's scoring has gone down every year. That should tell you something, right there. He's twenty-five. He's not a twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> I think Jimmy's. I think Jimmy Stu. If we look back bro, at this in four him, years, he's going to be an eighty-point guy this year. You're going to be eating your words, and then t- <sighs> Timmy Stu's going to be like seventy max. And then Ty's going to be over here saying, oh, Timmy Stew's going to be a fucking 200-point guy next season. And then we're all just going to be having the same fucking argument next year. So maybe I, think I shouldn't go, have brought it up. If we go three years, if we go three years, the next three years, I bet you Jimmy Stew outscores Barzell in three years. Like within that three-year stretch, you take their points, their goals. I bet you Jimmy Stew has more points, more goals than Matthew Barzell over the next three years. Agreed. I, yeah. And I don't like Ottawa. I don't like Ottawa. I, this is me arguing because I think Matthew I know Barzell you don't like Ottawa because you fucking showed up with the Sens stats for the last. I was gonna say I love going against started. the Sens takes. <laughs> Fuck the Sens, but at the same point, like Matthew Barzell, when he got that contract, I thought, man, on a fucking really good team, a really good playoff team, is Matthew Barzell a number one center? No, he's not. 
He's probably a second line center. Like I don't know. Do you think Nazem Kadri is gonna have? Who's better? Well, he was a number one center. Well, he was a number one center. I think on a team, if you had Kadri and and Barzell as your top two centers, I think Kadri centers the second line. He's just a second line guy, Kadri. Barzell is a more high octane offensive player, though. I think Barzell is a great second line guy, first line power play. That's what I think he is. He gets more well, time space, he turns about- into a first-line guy. But when, he, when it's five-on-five, five, I don't think Barzell's great. And it shows with his 44 points in 82 games. Yeah, but they were still a sick team is what I'm saying. The Islanders would have been good last year, too, if it wasn't for the fucking COVID. And he's their number one guy. He was the number one guy on a good team for the last fucking four or five years. He has been. You're saying, they're, you're saying if Barzell was on a good team and the Islanders are a good team. All right, we should mark the date down on the calendar or revisit this one in like three years from now and <laughs> see where the fuck we're I'm just this, saying, dude. I'm this just debate's going to keep going. You this saw the way they play. Episode I mean, 224, we'll come back to this one, boys. I just want to wrap it up, dude. You saw the way they play. They don't fucking score. They don't, like, you know what I'm saying? It's because they don't have a, any goal scores. That's the thing. A, You're saying it's their system is based around their lack of, of goal scoring talent. And that's why they have to play that way. If Barzell was this Austin Matthews type goal scorer, they would be fucking you put, letting him fly. If you put Timmy Stew on that line with fucking Anders Lee and whoever the fuck is a Beauvillier or whoever the fuck's on the yeah. right side, Timmy Stu, Timmy Stu scores less points than Barzell if they in, in, in nah. under the same system. Yes. In th- nah. you, give them both, you give them both the three years? I don't know. I, I honestly, I can't You're answer. You're also I, playing like fucking weird scenario games where it's like fucking Timmy Stu's But on that's the, the only way to say it. I just signed eight Islanders. years There's and, such a- and Barzell just signed eight years. So you're basically saying that Barzell's going to score less than Timmy Stu because he's on the Islanders. The Islanders are such a fucking anomaly, man. It's hard. Like they have been for the last couple of years. I'm not saying it's going to be that way. I've been, everybody's been saying it's going to be different this year, but fucking they're such an anomaly. Like it's hard to say that you almost have to play the scenario games. Timmy Stu in Barzell's position scores less points. That's facts. That's a fact. I'm sorry. Okay, well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one and move on to uh, the next thing in our show here. And DK, I know you had something about uh, the NHL awards. I don't know if you want to jump right into that. Or, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I'll let you take it away. So there's there's five popular awards, I'd say, that everybody wants to fucking debate and get into and see who's going to win it, blah, blah, blah. So I went through it. I picked out the winner from last year and then my prediction uh, for this year. I think we're going to give those. I think Ty's got some predictions as well. I think Stewie's going to be there with some odd, odds makers and he's going to throw in some fucking uh, some picks as well. So I'm going to start with the heart, which is the MVP. You win the Hart Memorial, you're considered the MVP of the league. Um, last year, the 2022 winner was Austin Matthews. Um, my 2023 prediction, I don't think I'm going off the board by any sense. I'm going Connor McDavid. I think this guy's going to come out this year. I think he's going to score a ton. I think he's going to have a ton of, he's going to lead the league in points by a shit ton. And I think that Edmonton team is going to be very good. So I think Connor McDavid wins the Hart. I don't think you're yeah, going to have any, well, I don't think you have any fucking um, opposers there. No. No, it's well, I have another name in here. I had another name in here that I uh, had even uh, number one here. Like McDavid's the obvious choice, so he's on my list here of, my, of the two guys I was thinking. But I don't know when the last time, or even if a goalie can win this one. But I was thinking Shesterkin wins it this year. If like the he Rangers was in the voting play. last year, he was in the top three, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that. So I'm going Shesterkin as, and then McDavid's uh, like the obvious pick. I got it's one of those two guys is what I'm Mc- thinking. McKinnon too has a bet boost on three six five for uh, plus two thousand, so that's good. That's a good. He'd be another good pick too. Um, any yeah. of those three guys, Matthews is another fucking uh, yeah option too. There's there's a uh, yeah. There, 
It's a few guys that can win that one. Shesterkin, I'll say, fucking, um, I wouldn't, I, although uh, you know how much I love Shesterkin, I wouldn't bet on the heart just because, like, he didn't win it last year. And the, he, <laughs> to try and match his numbers he put up last year is going to be tough. Well, and I don't, I don't know the last time a goalie won the heart, or if a goalie's ever even won the heart. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if they were like eligible because I can't think of one that's won. But I mean, I think Hasek must have won. Yeah, someone had won it at one point, right? Marty Brodeur Um, or something like that. If you're thinking of odds, I'm only looking at DraftKings. McDavid's plus 200 right now, um, and Shesterkin's plus 2,000. So those, (laughs) those are our two picks for those categories. You like those two picks, too, or you got somebody else? No, I like those. I just wanted to mention McKinnon for the bet boost. And uh, McKinnon's plus 1,000 on DraftKings. That's without the bet boost. So I'm not sure what the bet boost uh, puts him up to. But yeah, it's... Oh, the bet boost is 2,000, like I said, on on, on 365. And it's... Normally, it would be... Bet365 has his value at plus 1,200 without the bet boost. So, okay. So moving along to the Norris, which is the best defenseman in the league. Um, the 2022 winner was Kale McCarr. The 2023 winner is going to be, in my opinion, Kale McCarr. Um, I think he's the best defenseman in the league. I think he's electric. I think he gets the most attention. Nick Lidstrom won seven of these awards, and I think Kale McCarr is kind of on pace to uh, to win seven himself. Or, like, not seven, but you get what I'm saying. He's on pace to fucking sweep these awards all day long because he's so good. He's so great. Um, he's plus 135 at DraftKings to win. My sleeper which isn't really that much of a sleeper because he's the fourth favorite to win this award from a great Rangers team is Adam Fox. I think Adam Fox is great. I think he was underrated a little bit last year. He scores a ton of points. He helps run that power play that they have. And that Ranger power play has shown already how gross it is. So those are my two picks. Yeah. Kale McCarr, he's won it before. Yep. Kale McCarr plus 135 and Adam Fox plus 900. I pretty Good much picks. got the same thing. So pretty much for all these picks, I've got like the obvious choices and then i've got a sleeper pick so i've got mccarr and fox is like your obvious guys to expect to get in then my sleeper pick thomas shabbat man this guy plays like 30 minutes a game he's the quarterback of the power play he's fucking yeah you guys think it's fucking you know sense fan blah 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 this guy plays fucking most ice time in the entire nhl and uh he's got some guys that'll help take away a little bit of that ice time this year which is going to give him a lot more time to time and space and energy that he's going to be able to produce more points, I believe. And if you're looking for a fat sleeper pick, Thomas Shabbat, you never know, man. You never know. You know what's crazy? I just want to point out a couple fucking weird things. Some weird phenomenons going on in the in the Norris fucking odds here. On Bet365, they have Charlie McAvoy as the fifth favorite behind Fox at plus 900. Charlie McAvoy is, is going to, I don't know how much time he's going to miss, but it's going to be weeks to months. And yeah, like another fifth fucking in, until like Christmas, I think is Christmas comeback. So yeah, he's fifth in in a uh, Norris odd. So I, that just seems like flushing money down the toilet. But then six is they have six at fucking as Ekblad, and then here's a big fucking surprise. They have number seven. I guess it's because of his hot start. Uh, first two games here, Keandre oh Miller is the oh. seventh favorite on Bet three six five. What? Actually, yeah, plus two thousand, man. What the fuck? On on DraftKings, what do you they, got for Shabbat? What do you got for Shabbat? Is he Shabbat's plus four thousand. He's a little I, bit down, but he's on there. On DraftKings, yeah. I got Shabbat at plus five thousand. I don't even have Keandre Miller on my fucking screen. I got Charlie McAvoy yeah. at plus plus sixteen hundred. Um, Miro Heiskanen 
one of our fucking sleepers is like the eighth favorite at plus two thousand as well. Our guy because Darryl he's Heiskanen. sick, man. He's sick. Um, he is. That yeah. might be a good. Yo, I I might fucking plus what plus two thousand on DraftKings. Yeah, he's plus two thousand yeah. on DraftKings. One I, of the ones that's naughty. I haven't seen on this list. And maybe I'm I'm being. Oh no, mind. I I am being blind. I was just saying Roman Yossi. I don't see him on this list, but he's number he's two, number two. Yeah. Was, This guy had fucking ninety one points last year. He should be on that fucking list. But uh, yeah, so yeah. my picks, like I said, Makar were plus 135 and Adam Fox plus 900. Your picks were Makar and Shabbat, Ty? Yeah, well, I said Makar, Fox, and Shabbat was my sleeper, yeah. Yep, so plus 5,000 on Shabbat on DraftKings. And Stu, do you got any picks for the for the Norris? No, I like uh, the Norris. Anyone could win it, like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, it could be any of these guys. Um, Keandre Miller is just so, like, uh, obviously at... At like as like the seventh favorite, it's not like super like enticing for me to put money on, but I'm like happy to see that though. Uh, most cider, um, I think could will probably win one one day. Eventually, but, yep, yep. But I, uh, I just don't like the current state of Detroit. I just don't see it happening. Quinn Hughes, no. Nope. Uh, Haskinen, Haskinen's probably like my sleeper pick for that. I would say if Dallas has a really good season and Heiskanen's plus and he's got a bunch of power play points, like, yeah, I could see him being one of the top three or four guys um, for the Norse as well. But I completely agree with you. Like, most siders, he's going to win one one day, but it's not, yeah. it's not that day is not fucking today. So. Yeah. And in defense of Ty, I will say I don't actually hate the Shabbat pick either because I, he is I, the number one defenseman odds. there and they did improve over the offseason and he already was like a pretty good d- defenseman. Well, they improved their yep. forward group, but fucking their defense is still is their probably their weakest part of their their team. Well, they have Sanderson. Sanderson looks good, uh, uh, according to Ty. Uh, um, and so yeah, fucking they, right. So when are we getting defense, into the fucking Calder, baby? When are we talk about Calder, Andy's <laughs> they, out there for me. Let's go. They got a they got a a couple fucking upgrades. You know what I mean? And I think they got deeper on defense. Like the little guys are like progressing. Yeah. So I think well, Zaitsev's out of the lineup now, so I'm happy. Shabbat's the number one power play guy. You know what I'm saying, right? Is that right, Ty? Shabbat's the power yeah, play guy? Yeah, he's the quarterback of the power play. Yeah, so he's, he's the number one guy. So he's going to get like a little bit of fucking, he's going to get a boost of, from that forward group improving too, like 100%. five on five and especially on the power play. So I think just because the, the defense didn't like add like a piece from somewhere else. Throw some lunch money think, on, right? Fucking some pizza winter. money, some pizza yeah, money, plus, baby. Yeah, plus 4,000. You said plus five thousand yeah. on DraftKings. Plus five thousand on DraftKings. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. Um, he's Uyghur, up there. Uyghurs plus five thousand on fucking uh, on Calgary. PK, yeah. Um, I don't mind. I don't. Uyghur might end up taking the PP one. I think from fucking uh, Rasmus Anderson. He might be a, a little bit of a sleeper too. He's a stud. Yeah. There's a few, but yeah, Haskinen's probably like my number one sleeper. McAvoy is just flushing money down the toilet. I don't know where he is on, I don't know where he is on fucking DraftKings, but him at five is is pretty wild here. McAvoy is a sick defenseman. Don't get me wrong, but you can't win the Norris missing two months of the season, right? No, no, and then absolutely Miller, not. bro. I need to screenshot this. Maybe, Send this to yeah. a couple of buddies. Keandre Miller at number seven is is fucking insane. Keandre but Miller's play- not even the best defenseman on his fucking team, let alone He's not the even t- he's <laughs> like he's maybe the third like him it, it goes it probably go Fox, Truba and and yeah, then Miller, saying. but you know what? Dude? <laughs> no sense. He's he's playing with Truba and Truba's such a good defenseman himself like he, like two-way defenseman even, you know what I'm saying? Like that line is just hard to play against. Like I, I obviously I've watched uh, both Rangers games now and those are two fucking big boys. Like that's a pairing, Truba Miller. Yep. Uh, two big boys that could snap the puck around and like to fucking get, use the body. And Andy had a he had a very good playoff run. But moving along, I'm gonna skip the rocket. Um, I just think it's gonna be Austin Matthews. 
Um, I'm not going to give you any, like, I think the guy, I, I've had the famous take of saying Matthew's going 82 and 82. Um, I think it's going to yeah. be Matthews. He won it last year. I think he's going to win it this year. There's no actual odds posted for the Rocket on DraftKings at the very least, so I'm not going to go into it. Let's move along to the Vesna. Last year, which is the best goalie in the league, last year was Igor Shosturkin. Um, in 2023, I got my guy, Jakob Markstrom. He's sitting at plus 1,200 at DraftKings right now. I do think Calgary is going to be even better than they were last year. I think Markstrom's going to have an outstanding season. He was top three in Vesna voting last year. I think he gets right back into that conversation, and I think he wins it. Um, Shesterkin's obviously at plus 275 is not a bad pick. Vasilevsky at plus 500, not a bad pick. But I do love Jakob Markstrom, especially at the plus 1,200 odds. I think that's Shesterkin's, dude, honestly. I think it's Shesterkin's to I lose. I was going to say sure. that too, Shesterkin. You can, you can, you can find or Vasilevsky. It's been toss up between the same argument Dude, we had last fucking year in the playoffs, Shesterkin or Vasilevsky. It's just Shesterkin. What do you mean, fuck that argument? How many cups does Shesterkin have? It doesn't matter, man. You could say that about yeah, Price. You're going to tell me Price isn't the best, wasn't the best goalie in the league for fucking four years? Did he, no, I'm did saying Price, you got a fucking great did, argument. But did Price win four straight Vesnas? Did he? Did he win four straight? That's oh, fucking. That's what outrageous. I was asking. You, oh, you know what? Price I just, I just realized Price was the last goalie to win the heart. I think. Oh yeah. Price won okay, the heart. That Remember sense. that? Probably right. Now that now that we're sense. talking about it. Anyways, yeah. Uh, fucking Shesterkin. There's a bet boost on three six five. I already hit it, of course. Uh, plus three hundred. Sleeper, sleeper. Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger. Sleeper. Yeah, that's a big. That's a good sleeper. That is a good sleeper for sure. People are expecting sure. Dallas to be better. Like have a fucking jump because Ottinger. Seemed to prove himself in the playoffs and fucking yep. Haskinen's now the number one guy there. there. Yeah, and they got Mark. Bro, Marchment. Yep. I thought he was getting like a little Two bit goals. of a flo- a little bit of a Florida boost um, last year because he was like a point per game player in like twenty five games or however many he played and he was just an absolute banger out there. And then he goes to Dallas and he tucks two in his first. Bro, he, he like he was like fucking shifty out there for a big guy. Like he he was fucking good puck control and he scored on the breakaway. And he's fast yeah. too, man. Like he's a fucking electric player. So here's what I'll say about the fucking the Vesna though. Like like Stu brought it up. Probably from 2013 to 2017, which is a good five year stretch. Carey Price was notably and not even to argue was the best goalie in the league. How many Vesnas do you think he won in that five year stretch? Probably one or two. Or pro- no, I think he won two. Right? He won one. He won one Vesna yeah. in that five-year stretch. So that's why I said like it's Shesterkin's to lose for sure, but voters get fucking fatigued. They don't want to put the same guy in there all the fucking time. That's true. They don't want to do it. So that's the only reason why I'm going Markstrom over Shesterkin. But like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, you could be arguably like, people will be like, hey, that's the best goalie in the league. But if Markstrom puts up more wins and maybe a higher or a better goals against average or some shit or like a higher save percentage or something, they're going to go with Markstrom, even though people still think that fucking Shesterkin's the best goalie in the league. Because even like over Carey Price, he was probably, the, like I said, the best goalie for five years. Like Bobrovsky, Tuka Rask, Carey Price, Braden Holpe, Bobrovsky, Pekarine. Like it's just, that's when Price was dominant and people were like, he is the best goalie in the world. And he still yeah. won one yeah. Vesna. Even before that though, wasn't it? Like it was like 2011, look back there, who won like 2011? Ryan Miller, Tim Thomas. So starting in oh, 2010, yeah. Ryan Timmy Miller, Thomas, Tim Thomas, nice. Henrik Lundqvist, Bobrovsky, Rask. Price won it in 2015. And then 16, 17, and 18 was Holpe, Bobrovsky, Rene. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people just get tired of it, right? Like, people have said yeah. Andre Vasilevsky was the best goalie in the league for the last three, four years. And he won it in 2019. Stick it to it. Then it was Hellebuck, 
Marc-Andre Fleury, and fucking Shesterkin. So, like, people, like, people just don't want to bet the same guy, to, or bet, vote the same guy twice in a row for some reason. Like, it's always a thing, even in the NBA. Like, they always said, like, LeBron could have won 10 in a row. Kobe could have won 10 in a row. But people just get fatigued voting that, so they don't do it. That's the only reason why I'm saying yeah. Markstrom's going to take it over Shesterkin this season. But... Honestly, I love that Jake Hodger as a sleeper pick. I'm not going to lie. I think that's my favorite sleeper pick we've had. Yeah. Hell yeah. When you skipped over the rocket too, kind of there, I, I have my notes here. Fucking just as a joke. Jonathan Chichu's a fucking terrible side. That is Jonathan a joke. Chichu. But, Danny uh, Avery. <laughs> yeah. 50 like, no you seven. look at the list of, of the history of Rocket Richard winners, and it's all like a bunch of all-stars, and you just got Jonathan Chichu, like fucking 2006 or whatever, just sitting in there. Man, He's a legend, bro. He scored 50 or 52 or something in San Jose, bro. Biggest downfall in sports history. Biggest downfall in well, sports usually, history. Well, bro, Joe Thornton back then was an absolute apple machine. Oh. He had like 100 assists, oh, bro. Yeah. Like, he had the you most points in the league that year, probably. Yeah, I think that was oh, was that oh six or oh seven. Jonathan Chichu around that fifty oh six, maybe oh seven, maybe maybe oh seven actually. I have to go look. Yeah, him and him and Heater were on a him and Heatley were on an absolute heater at the about the same time. Yeah, I, was, I want to say it was like Chichu and Heatley were the two top goal scorers in the league, and they both fell yeah. off like crazy. Um, but yeah. moving Everyone along, everyone remembers the Heater one. Now let's go. Oh, dude, yeah, fifty and 07 is one of the most one of the most fucking so. famous <laughs> things of all time. Um, we're getting oh, we got it. more topics to get into, so I got the Calder and then we're done. So I'm gonna go Calder. Last year was uh, Mo Sider, very well deserved. I think it's yeah. gonna go back to a defenseman this year, and I'm taking Owen Power. Me too. He's sitting at plus yeah. one thousand wow. at DraftKings. I've watched this Owen Power play a couple times, and even when he was at the World Juniors, um, he didn't play obviously for the gold gold medal winning team, but. When he was on the World Juniors before, he was the best player in that tournament. I think Owen Power's great. I watched him a couple shifts against Ottawa there the other day. I thought he was great. My sleeper pick, though, my sleeper pick is Cole Perfetti at plus 2,000. He's playing on the second line in Winnipeg with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler. He's on the second power play unit. He's 20 years old. He already has 18 career games in the show, which might hurt like the voting aspect of it but remember Panarin yeah. wanted at fucking 26 so who fucking who fucking cares um he's 20 years old 18 career games he's got 49 career AHL games he's got 15 goals 26 apples for 41 points in 49 career AHL games I think Cole Perfetti's like might have a really big season for Winnipeg and that would at plus 2000 it's not bad to throw some pizza money but yeah my pick is Owen Power my sleeper Cole Perfetti um I like, I like the Tavish realistically i think he, he already has two points in one game so um i know beniers is up there too beniers um, is the favorite I, yep. yeah i don't i don't mind power uh what about logan thompson though if i can starting in vegas and he already has a shutout on the year he's gonna be gonna get some wins as long as he can keep the save percentage up i think he has a chance too i just think the if beniers has a good season it's way more impressive because he's on a shitty team i think if mctavish has a good season it's way more impressive because he's on a shitty team same with owen power um cole perfetti kind of falls into that like winnipeg could be good but like logan thompson could just kind of ride that he could let in three goals a game and it's not really like a great great goalie season but there's he still could win 40 games because that vegas team is very very good um so i think they will go with like veneers or mctavish or power or like i don't know i know fucking uh Watching watching Slavkovsky the other night, I didn't think he was nothing special, and they got him on like the third line. So I don't think he's going to end up winning it. I think he's going to get end up going no. to the AHL. But uh, I know Ty's probably got a 
a sleeper here at sitting at plus 2,500 on DraftKings. I can already see it. <laughs> yeah, so so I like the McTavish and I like the power. Actually, I didn't even think of McTavish, but that's a great, great uh, pick as well. Uh, but what I had here was I think it's going to be a battle between two defensemen, and that's Owen Power and Jake Sanderson from the Sens. I think a lot of people don't know much about Jake Sanderson right now, but as the season goes along, he's he, like watching him game one playing for the Sens against the Sabres. He looked like a, a seasoned veteran in the NHL. He was moving the puck clean, making great plays. Like he looked like a guy that played 500 games in the NHL already. Yeah, and Ty he's was like saying he was snapping around out there. He was, he was. And, um, and, uh, the sleeper I had was, uh, Pinto fucking, I, don't uh, know. I fucking knew that was fucking coming. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I worry about his health though, because he's had a lot of shoulder, like he had a shoulder surgery over the summer. He, his shoulders always popping out of place. So I'm worried that he's a little fragile and he's going to get hit bad and get injured. So <laughs> I don't know if I'd actually place money on that, but I, I already put money on Sanderson, but I think it's going to be, if looking back at what you guys said too, I think it's between McTavish. Owen Power and Jake Sanderson. Those are like the three guys I would uh, consider putting money down on. Pinto Sleeper, if you got an extra fucking uh, pizza slice money to throw down, you never know. His <laughs> odds are probably pretty fat. Shane fucking Pinto. Holy fuck. We'll see. <laughs> sleeper, sleeper. But uh, I think we we ripped through all those. I know there was two awards. Uh, we didn't really mention Coach of the Year, GM of the Year. So I had those written down just in case we did get into them. Coach of the Year, I put as like, you know, maybe this is for shits and giggles, but I had to. Bruce Boudreau, just because of the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks doing the roots, there it is. Yeah. So I got that. And then GM of the year, Dorian. How could I go against the guy that fucking made my uh, days much brighter this offseason, picking up all those great players? But I don't know if you guys want to rip a quick thought of coach of the year, GM of the year, yeah. and then we'll get into uh, one last thing on hockey, which is real quick, and then UFC. I'll get uh, I'll go off quick here. It's the I think the Calgary Flames could have a clean sweep if they have a really good season. Daryl Sutter could be coach of the year and fucking Brad tree living could be GM of the year. And I think, yeah. I think, I think just because of the, the shambles yeah. that fucking Calgary was in and then Brad tree living like brings them in. Yeah. Then Daryl Sutter comes in last year. Great team. Great team again this year. I just think they could go a full Calgary sweep. I don't, I don't think it it's going to happen, but I think if it could very well happen, those would be my two picks for executives of the year. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Stu. Do you like that too? Is that what you're yeah, going like with? Or you got any other? I like that. I didn't right, really yeah. prep anything for the, like, I wasn't really uh, prepping anything for, for the. No, you're bringing up McTavish and this shit stuff I fucking was prepping for and I didn't even think of. So, uh, good well, thoughts I was there. just and looking then, at um, the betting odds and just looking at the, looking at the names and thinking who, who, who I think has the best, best yeah. shots. Well, I, I whipped mine together like 10 minutes before we started recording <laughs> the pod here. So, you can't overthink like shit like that. So, I was like, no. t- t- totally no. fine just looking at it. But it, there, you can't really bet on fucking, uh, I don't think you can bet on coach of the year on 365. So, no, uh, no. but yeah. I, I do like the, uh, when you mentioned Calgary clean sweep, I think that's, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I don't know if that's happened yeah, before. Right on. Oh, only other thing I had on hockey here, lads, was uh, Sands versus Leaf Saturday. And the question is, uh, does the pod self-destruct next episode? But I don't think we know the answer for that. We're going to have to fucking wait and see how this game goes. <laughs> yeah, and we'll then, have to uh, wait until it plays uh, out. Yeah. yeah and if yeah, it does, just, you know, we'll put the fucking Kyle Bukowski's clip back on. the fucking, Yeah. We'll post fact, that on Instagram he, as our closing. even thought that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's definitely going to be some beef this Saturday and uh, next week on the pod there. So uh, definitely come back for that episode. But uh, let's talk about some other beef here. And uh in the sense of uh, people beating the shit out of each other. And by that, I mean the UFC. And uh, we've got some gambling picks for the card this weekend. And 
Before I lift off, uh, list off these picks, I'll just recommend you check out the app BetStamp before you place these bets Bet because BetStamp compares all of the different oh, sports books odds. Yeah, and it'll tell you uh, where to go to find the best odds for those bets. So download the BetStamp app for free on your smartphone and use code NUX when you sign up. Use code NUX. Yeah, make sure you get ever, that fucking ever, code in there. Ever since I downloaded BetStamp and used code NUX, my DMs have been flooded with women. <laughs> yep. Works every time. It works every, works time. every time. Works every time. Just pull out bet stamp at the bar and the girls will just fucking flock to you like a magnet. Like a <laughs> like a seagull to a fry on the beach. Fuck. And the uh, annual makes some them. money. Sorry to interrupt you, Ty. Keep going. But make some money. Follow our picks. Free money. Speaking of picks, this weekend's card, it's it's a bit of a shitter, so I'm gonna have a uh, a little bit of fun with this one, and we're going to rip a five-leg parlay on this guy. I don't normally uh, rip this kind of fat of parlay on the pod, but, I mean, you got a, a shitty UFC card. You know, it could turn out to be a great UFC card, but just on paper, it doesn't look like a great UFC card. So we're going to have some fun with it. Five-leg parlay. Here's what that looks like. It's going to be Pete Rodri- Rodriguez, uh, Tatsuro Teada, probably butcher that name, Victor Henry, Alonzo Menafield, and Alexa Grasso all on the money line. And then I got one separate uh, single bet, which is Cub Swanson on the money line so uh you know use those if uh, if, if you're feeling like they're gonna hit but uh, i would just say kind of hold out on that because uh, there's a lot of great ufc cards coming up that uh i'll be hammering out picks that i'm a lot more confident in but we're going with that five leg parlay cub swanson on the money line is a separate money line uh, uh pick and then uh yeah i don't know Stu, do you want to pull up the odds for that one from bet stamp no, uh, I, I got them right here i got them right here so oh for- my god took my yep. fucking job I was gonna Ooh. say I had I had him ready to go. I, I had him actually screenshotted. Um Jeez. I nice. got I got Cub Swanson as well on the money line. That's one of my two picks. I only have two picks here. Um Cub Swanson is plus one eighty at Betway. Uh he's plus one seventy five almost everywhere else. But some books are kind of valuing him like um Proline Plus has him at plus one sixty. So some books are valuing him more than Betway is. Um but that's why you use Betstamp. You want to get the bet it takes two seconds to sign up for another sports book you make sure you're using code referral code nux but you sign up for another sports book you get the best odds you make almost 20 more dollars if you bet if you're betting 100 between proline plus yeah. and betway they don't have this uh these odds on bet stamp right now but my second pick is alonzo menafield to win by ko tko and dq i got that at plus 100 at DraftKings. i think that's probably around where it's going to sit everywhere else those are my two picks cub swanson my guy cub swanson on the money line at plus 180 and menafield by ko TKO or DQ at plus 100. Yeah, I like it. I was going to do a different parlay too. Uh, if you listen to the pod last week and that one included Askarov and uh, the, the five leg I, I put out there is pretty similar, but I'm hearing the Askarov fights uh, canceled. So I, I'm not confirming that, but I'm just leaving them off the uh, the parlay I'm going with because I hear there's uh, like a weight miss or something going on there. So we'll find out when the fights go, uh, you know, go down tomorrow night. But uh, those are the picks we're going with. It's kind of a shame too, the Askarov uh, fight got removed because that was one of the only fights on this card I was actually like really <laughs> stoked about. I really love watching him fight, but with that one gone now, it's not even looking like a UFC card anymore. It's kind of looking more like a PFL card, if you will. <laughs> you can yeah, still PFL bet on the job. Askarov card though, so it must not be like confirmed. Yeah, well, I think it was his opponent tweeted out something like, uh, "I'm hearing that uh, you know I was stoked for this fight, but I'm hearing Askarov miss weight by this and that or whatever. Or he's, he's gonna miss weight, so." I don't know. I'm not confirming that. I'm just going to say I'm leaving them off the picks for now. That way we still have a solid uh, five-leg parlay. And just to recap that, it was Pete Rodriguez, Tatsuro Teada, Victor Henry, Alonzo Menafield, and Alexa Grasso all on the money line. 
separate one, Cub Swanson money line. Those were the picks. And then after we get through this shitter of a card this weekend, uh, the UFC is really going to pick it up for the next few weeks with UFC 280, Cater versus Allen following that, Mitchell versus Evloa following that, and then UFC 281 all coming up. Absolutely stoked for those. Going to be hammering out picks for sure, and they're going to fucking hit, guaranteed. So uh, looking forward to that. And then we got DK's picks in there, so we'll move on to uh, our, uh, our last um, – our last topic here, that would be the NFL. And I know DK's always got some picks for the NFL. So I don't know if you want to rip those off quick there, DK, and we'll go from there. So I think we I think we got some new audio to play after I recap these fucking last couple picks here. So let me get into my last picks from last week. I had the Packers minus seven five, uh minus seven and a half over the Giants. They actually lost outright. That game was in London. That was fucked up. That was just brutal for the Packers to throw that away. I thought they were gonna score fifty and then they barely scored in the second half. The Jets' money line, plus 145, is what I said, you know, throw some money on it. They won outright over my Dolphins, but the pick I gave out was the Jets' plus three. So double cash on that. I had the Jags' minus seven. They actually lost outright as well. So two really bad losses, but then I had the Titans' minus one and a half. I said was my best bet. Um, I was two and two on my actual picks. So it was three and two if you count the Jets' money line. I didn't in my record. So my overall record going in, um, through five weeks is 12 and eight on this pod. That's not a bad record in terms of gambling on football. Um, let's rip the audio for DK's briefcase. Ladies and gentlemen, DK's briefcase. Going into week six, I got a fucking couple picks. This is a tough week to pick. There's a kind of a lot of shitty games, a lot of close lines, and I don't like it at all, but I still found three bangers that you need take actually four because i got a parlay as well i'm going with the bills minus two and a half versus the chiefs it's minus one and a half at pro line plus minus three at DraftKings. that's why you want to use bet stamp you get the best odds i just think josh allen goes in there falls out versus the kansas city chiefs their defense is probably the worst part of their team i like the bills minus two and a half i also like the ravens minus five and a half versus the giants this giants team is four and one they are the worst four and one team of all fucking time They're not a good enough team to travel back from London and beat a team like the Ravens in the same goddamn week. The Ravens minus five and a half over the Giants. And my last pick, Ty's not going to love this one, but I I have a caveat after. It's Cowboys plus six and a half versus the Eagles. The Eagles are going to win, but it's going to be a close game. The Cowboys defense is very good. Their pass rush is great. And I think it's closer than the plus six and a half spread. I also have a parlay on the money line that's sitting at plus 137 at DraftKings right now. It's the Bengals money line over the Saints. Fuck the Saints and the Ravens money line over the Giants because fuck the Giants too. There is DK's briefcase for week six, baby. Holy smokes. I got to get a stopwatch out here for the uh, next time we're doing these rapid fire picks. I'm bringing the stopwatch because this guy's firing. Like, how many picks is that? Like 60 seconds? It's four picks. Four picks or three picks in a parlay. You were fucking Four flying, buddy. Holy <laughs> shit. Brought like... to you by Betstamp. Use code NUX. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> and Holy see shit. how those turn wow. out, eh? Fucking hell. We're in the green so far, boys. Of all oh, the yeah. picks we made, we're, we're, we're about a, a 5% ROI, which seems to be uh, a, a good, a, an actual good number uh, compared to most of the uh, betters on, uh, on the app. So. Yep. Use code nuts to see those be... bets uh, placed and tracked yeah. and uh, to see the results and see if we're still in the green uh, next week. Let's go. Yeah. Well, with, and with that, uh, wrapping up our final topic there, it's uh, time in the show where we get our final thoughts in here. And I don't even know if I really want to go here this episode because I know 
My final thought is go Sens, go. These guys' final thoughts probably go Leafs, go. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I actually do have one final thought. I want to announce that we have a second sponsor for the pod. It's called Gemiful Brand. Kimberly Stanley <laughs> reached out to us in the DMs. And oh, she I wants got to promote. For a second there. <laughs> she wants Jesus, to, don't do that to me, Stu. You she, fuck. she wants to fucking promote her, or she wants us, us to promote their jewelry. So, boys, <laughs> you want some fucking cute little necklaces, or maybe your girl wants some necklaces? Let us know. We're trying. We're still working out the details, but uh, I made sure to respond to Next Kimberly in know- the DMs and say, uh, "Hey, Kimberly, <laughs> I think." Uh, you actually hit the fucking jackpot here. Um, you found a gold mine because we have the perfect target audience for yeah. your jewelry. Yeah. For your fake ass fucking you know drop shipping uh, jewelry. Yeah. yeah, next thing you know, you're buying like a diamond necklace and it shows up and it's like a fucking couple of pebbles from the sidewalk. Turns your neck you know, green. Hey man, don't, <laughs> no, don't, yeah, you, don't kill our sponsors like that, bro. <laughs> you're gonna kill, they're going to fucking veto right. the deal if you keep talking like that. All one, right, one day okay, a week to get well. on the fucking Bucks on Nux pod. That's standard. That's yeah. standard I'm still practice. waiting. That's how we like. I'm still waiting for a response, but I can't imagine they decline it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for that. Maybe when next episode we'll have an update on that. But I think uh, that'll do it for episode 24 of Box on Nux. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and also check us out on the BetStamp app. You can see see and tail our gambling picks on there, and by using the app, you can find what sports book has the best odds to place those bets. Download the BetStamp app for free on your smartphone and use referral code NUX when you sign up. Also, check out the other podcasts on showbell.com and drop a five-star review down for the pod if you're digging it. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.